Would you pray with me, please? Be with us this morning, God. Quiet our hearts. May our spirits be still, that we might hear from you. Amen. According to Luke's account of the Christmas story, just as the angels departed and the heavenly host disappeared, the shepherds then said to one another, Let us go now to see this thing that has taken place. The announcement had been made. The shepherds had received it. And now they were determined to go and see, quote, this thing that has taken place. Well, as the Christmas season draws to a close once more for us, and as we prepare now to turn aside from the Christmas story, I'd like for us to dwell for one final Sunday on this line right here, this thing that has taken place. Let it not be assumed that for all of human history, people thought that history was going somewhere, that it had a point or a purpose. No, until the rise of Judaism, the widespread classical understanding of history was that history was cyclical, no beginning, no end, just a constant reenactment and recurrence of things. The advent of Judaism, however, introduced into human affairs a new thought that history was not, in fact, cyclical, but linear, which is to say that it had a beginning and was moving toward a conclusion that historical events had a point, in other words. And thus, within this new framework of meaning, things on this earth really did matter in an ultimate sort of way. A life well lived was no longer just about being remembered when we die, which was the highest hope for the ancients. No, instead, now a life well lived was about trying to live in line with creation's purpose. The point being, history now mattered. History now was an actual thing to be taken seriously. Which leads me back to the shepherd's words there in Luke chapter 2. Let us go and see, quote, this thing that has taken place. This thing that has happened. All these years later, as we prepare to turn the liturgical calendar from the Christmas season to the season of Epiphany, let us not lose sight of the importance that we as Christians 
thanks to the Jewish heritage out of which we come, the importance that we as Christians place on the historical nature of what happened on that long ago night in Bethlehem of Judea. At a specific time and in a specific place, we believe, God became incarnate in the specific person of Jesus of Nazareth. And this specificity matters enormously. And what's more, this specificity is something that we need to be reminded of this time each year. Because, given how we come around each year to this same celebration... We can, if we're not careful, detach our observance of the Christmas season from the specific historical event that the season marks. And in so doing, we can then unwittingly become like the ancients long before us who believed in cyclical time. Which is to say, we can focus our attention more and more on the coming and going of the season. And in so doing, grow forgetful of what the season actually commemorates. And here's what's at stake in all of this. Here's why it matters. And the reason, gang, is far, far more significant than all of the Keep Christ in Christmas campaigns that we hear each year which tend to be far more cultural than Christian. Now, here's why this matters. If we fail to attend to the remarkable claim that one actual day, some 2,000 years ago, that one actual day in the city of Bethlehem of Judea, Creator God became incarnate in the person of Jesus of Nazareth, if we fail to remember that this outlandish thing really did take place, well, if so, then we can quickly slide into reducing the incarnation of God into nothing more than a beautiful symbol or a really powerful myth or a truly potent metaphor. And when we do this, powerful though such symbolism truly is, when we do this, we necessarily divorce the historical significance of Jesus' birth from His later promises concerning the coming kingdom of God. Not from His teaching about the kingdom of God. He can do that as a human being but from his promises about its coming consummation. For you see, if Jesus were just a great teacher, someone with profound insight into heaven above or into deeper realities within, if so, then the historical claim that in his person God became human, then it wouldn't be so important. Nor would a merely symbolic understanding of his human and divine nature then problematize his teachings at all about what a future flourishing world could look like. If this is all that Jesus was, a mere symbol is fine. 
But if Jesus not only taught about the coming kingdom, but also made promises and claims about its future consummation and his role in it, and if Jesus really was resurrected from the dead and became the forerunner of a restored humanity and of a creation that will one day be flooded with justice and truth, well, in that case, then the historical fact of the incarnation is vital for it begins the process, the process in history, not above history. It begins the process in history that will one day culminate in the coming kingdom of God that he proclaimed and promised. In other words, either the incarnation of God in Jesus is historical fact, outlandish though it sounds, or it is poetic symbol. Just as the coming kingdom of God is either a forthcoming historical or transhistorical fact, or it is poetic symbol. But here's the rub for all of us who look forward longingly to that coming kingdom. If the incarnation is merely poetic symbol, then so too is the coming kingdom of God. We can't have it both ways. Either the birth of Jesus of Nazareth started something that is the key to all history, Either it is the hinge on which all history turns, or else it has no ultimate historic value at all. Insofar as outside of the birth of a very fine man, nothing truly new has been introduced into the flow of history at all. Either one or the other. Yes, history, we believe, matters. And down through the ages, we believe it is all the while headed somewhere. And to that end, nearly 800 years before Jesus of Nazareth was born, the prophet Isaiah spoke of a coming day when justice would roll down like waters. Coming day when war would be no more and when peace would cover the earth as the water covers the seas. Then, about 100 years after Jesus of Nazareth died, a man named John, there on the Isle of Patmos, described a vision of this present earth and all its brokenness being overwhelmed by the reality of heaven. He described a coming reality in which death and suffering and pain would be done away with forevermore. And this same Jesus of Nazareth we Christians believe, this same Jesus of Nazareth who we believe is in fact God incarnate, is the one on whose account we believe this will all one day happen. That it's not just a symbol. But all of this, this sermon hopes to remind us, is dependent on, quote, this thing having taken place. Either it happened or it didn't. 
So as we turn away from Christmas, the question before us is, is it poetic symbol or is it historical fact? To believe in the fact does not discount the power of the symbol. But to reduce it to symbol does render the historical fact to be irrelevant. Therefore, at the close of this Christmas, let us 2,000 years later heed the words of the shepherds from Luke chapter 2 and let us, like them, attend carefully to this thing that has taken place. Amen. And I will now.